This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, so the time is uh, 10 minutes past the hour of 11 o'clock and my voice wanted to disappoint me, but not today. So earlier this week, the Minister of Agriculture, Land Reform and uh, Rural Development presented the research findings on the evolution of the country's land restitution program. I'm not really sure what's going on, but we're not having a repeat of last week. Um, And what the minister has found is that an estimated 2.3 million people have benefited from restitution, with 25 billion spent on the purchase and transfer of 3.9 million hectares of land. So what I understand is that there's a difference between land restitution and just general land reform for commercial agricultural purposes. And I'm hoping that right now we can understand why restitution matters and how the evaluation study um, is able to create is able to illuminate for us how we create a proper compensation mechanism for beneficiaries as well. So we're joined by Dr. Malcolm Kesswell, a lead principal investigator on Sal Drew's land restitution evaluation study and an associate professor of economics at UCT. We also have Nomfund on Klogo, who is the chief land claims commissioner. Uh, at the Commission on the Restitution of Land Rights. Good morning to you both. Dr. Malcolm Kesswell, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Lerato. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. Us on the show. And Nomfund Ontlogo, good morning. Morning, morning, Lerato. Okay. I hope your voice holds. It will hold. Do you know what? I've been battling with it for so long, and um, the doctors say we just have to let it do what it needs to do. But here we are. Okay, let's start with you. Thank you, ma'am. Nomfund Ontlogo, let's start with you. Just a few definitions. Land restitution. What do we mean by land restitution? And um, is it a completely separate thing from um, land reform, commercial agricultural land reform as we talk about it? Um, Thank you very much, Lirato. Um, Land reform is uh, an umbrella of of three different uh, subcategories. One being land restitution, which is what we are discussing today. Land restitution is uh, guided by the Land Restitution Act of 1994 and emanates directly from the Constitution, Section 25.7 of the Constitution. And uh, land redistribution talks to what you spoke about earlier around proactive land acquisition for um, transfer to the previously disadvantaged to try and close that gap. And then there is also a third factor, which is about um, Kenya upgrade. As you are aware, you've got communities, for example, in the rural areas who had rights to occupation, but their rights were not protected formally. So that also looks about at upgrading their tenure rights. So those are the three okay. categories. And today we talk about restitution, okay. which is one. So let me just make sure we've understood. So land reform is the process as a whole of yes. acquiring land, redistributing land for historical issues uh, and commercial uh, issues or commercial opportunities. Land yes. restitution is what we're talking about today. But whenever we hear other people and politicians talk about land reform, they're talking about land redistribution, 
which is to acquire land and then redistribute it, sell it um, if needs be. Uh, some people say there shouldn't actually be um, uh, mm. a, a, a compensation process, but whatever the mechanism, there's that process, yes. and then there's a tenure process. Yes. Okay. And so today and we're talking about pillar number one, restitution. Yes. Restitution, which talks to anybody who was dispossessed of their land rights as a result of discriminatory laws and of practices after 1913. 1913. And usually when I hear land restitution being referred to, it almost feels as if we're talking about ancestral lands, cultural lands. Is that too narrow a definition? Um, it is a combination because um, any it can be land in the rural space and where it is a ref- reference to communal land that was dispossessed. Yeah. It can be about... Um, People who were labor tenants moved from a farm, a formal farm. It can be um, in an urban space uh, like a District 6. Right. So it's, it's, it's a variation and can be anywhere as long as it's land. Okay. As long as you lodge the claim to say my family or my community were dispossessed in this uh, sense. All right. Now, this week, the Minister of Land Reform and Rural Development presented research findings of an evaluation on the land restitution program. She spoke to a few pay, uh, figures, 2.3 million people benefiting and the transfer of about 3.9 million hectares of land. Could you just talk us through some of the salient points of the evaluation and the study? I think um, the, the figures that you're refer- referencing are at talking to the total performance of the commission over time okay. from inception. But the study itself um, sought then to look at the impact um, of um, uh, the work that the Commission does um, uh, to the beneficiaries. And its focus, um, it was a large-scale study looking at the restitution program. And it wanted to measure the impact of the ones of um, um, cash or land transfer on the uh, program's beneficiaries. So this was an international study, and um, uh, Professor Mal- uh, Malcolm Coswell was uh, one of the lead um, in the study. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, let's so it was done independently, and uh, Saldru, as you um, referenced, were uh, the ones who were allocated um, the work with um, International um, Initiative for Impact Evaluation, which we call 3IE, which did the study. All right. And so they then uh, will possibly then reflect on what were the key findings of the study? Mm. All right, let's bring Dr. Keswell into the conversation, uh, having participated in the study and having done it independently. So what were you looking at and what did you find? Uh, thank you, Lerato. Um, th- this study is the culmination of years' worth of work. We um, started um, speaking with the commission back in 2014 and it took us about two years to to actually design it, to figure out what are the important dimensions of um, outcomes that restitution could give effect to, um, could affect. Uh, ultimately, what the study is about is um, trying to detect whether the receipt of a restitution award, um, whether it's in the form of a cash receipt or uh, rights to land itself, whether that makes a difference for the beneficiary's lives um, in the long run. And so um, we collected data the study uses a uh, quasi, so-called quasi-experimental method. 
that means that um, uh, to, to answer the question of what the impact would be on the lives of the beneficiaries, we need to have a comparison group against which we can compare individuals who have received restitution um, so, so that we have some, some idea of what the difference between restitution beneficiaries is after receiving restitution and those who are similar to restitution beneficiaries in, in that they are also restitution claimants but have not yet received their restitution awards. So this is the, the design of the study. So we have a treatment group of restitution beneficiaries and a comparison group of uh, restitution claimants who have had their claims legally settled but not yet received the, the compensation. Okay. And so for the beneficiary group, the treatment group, yeah. we looked at data covering the 10-year period from 2013 to 2022, and we randomly drew samples of beneficiaries for each of the 10-year period. Um, so what we have is a database of um, 505 claims, um, 350 of which are drawn from that 10-year period, roughly equally split across the years. There are some variations depending on how many claims um, in, in any given year were settled by the Commission, but that was the idea, so that it would be representative of the decade-long um, mm -hmm. uh, sample of claims or pool of claims that the, the Commission had, had finalized and made restitution to, so either in the form of land rights or, or cash. And what we found, there are three major findings. The most important probably is not what I'm going to talk about first. But um, so, so the first thing we looked at is what is the bottom line outcome here? And um, when we study impact, we often are interested in, in household well-being. Um, and uh, the most common way of measuring well-being at the household level is to look at the consumption profile of the household, what is being consumed, how much of it is being consumed, um, and so forth. So we measured the consumption profile of the household um, at the per capita level. In other words, take total monthly consumption and we divide it by the number of, pe number of people in the household to give us a per person level of, uh, of consumption. And what we found is that receiving restitution awards has a very, very big effect on the long run per capita consumption of uh, beneficiaries. Um, the commission... Um, so, so doing restitution is inordinately complex. Uh, in the 10 years that I've been speaking with people in this space, um, it's, it's become clear that you know, very often the commission has to resort to um, settling claims through cash compensation. Partly it's because um, it can be prohibitively costly or really difficult to go and value the, the, the land that was actually uh, lost during the dispossession. And so one uh, sort of benchmark that the commission uses when, when faced with that kind of challenge is that they award 200,000 rand. Um, so that is the benchmark we used to ask, does this 200,000 rand, when compared against a very small award amount um, of 25,000 or 50,000, what is the level of impact that we can de detect? And what we found is that the impact size is 36%. That means that over the long run, Household per capita consumption goes up by 36, percent which is which is pretty pretty striking, and it's a statistically significant effect. The second thing we found, and this this finding I said is probably the more important one, because it connects to um, the discourses on dispossession um, that have. 
that's most unfortunate. Okay, so uh, uh, Dr. Caswell's line um, went down. We'll see if we can get him back. But the point that he was uh, trying to make whilst going through the methodology and the findings uh, from the Commission on the Restitution of Land Rights is that where there has been compensation, um, those families do see uh, a material improvement in their circumstances. And he also then pointed out that some people have claims that are settled legally. So by law, we know that you have a right. But if you haven't received compensation, uh, it almost feels like uh, nothing has happened, is what I'm hearing him say. Yes. So the the first finding is is indicated um, um, the sampling was to check the people that have already been um, compensated where everything has been done versus the ones who are still waiting for us to finalize their claims. And um, so the issue of the economic impact then came out sharply and that it improved um, the economic well-being. And um, I think that for us that is an important factor because um, we also wanted to get a sense of uh, where we are with um, uh, the restitution program Mm -hmm. and also what it is that we can improve uh, in terms of policy formulation. Yeah. And secondly, the other, the second one was about um, people's mental well-being. I think that's the one that the um, prof was going to talk about. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you've he's connected that, but what yeah, we, uh, once we get him back, we'll let you know. So I think okay. for us, the issue is then you know. N- n- Obviously, you've done your own studies, you refer to them, and this is an independent study, but it's reiterating something you already know, is that the longer it it takes to settle and compensate for a claim, uh, the greater the hardship for the families that are looking for that restitution. So what needs to be done to improve uh, the payout system? I think um, it's probably a bit of both. It acknowledges the fact that... um, Restitution as a as a as a mandate is an important one uh, in terms of dignity re- uh, takings and dignity restoration. So we acknowledge that that's an important factor. But secondly, as policy um, um, implementers, it talks to our processes, which we want to refine, so that we are able to deal quicker with the outstanding claims that are available, right. and also be able to talk to um, national treasury and our principals around. Uh, the allocation and the budgeting that is associated with the work that we do. But talking to the factors that get to the beneficiaries' well-being and uh, improving uh, their their status of mind, but also acknowledging um, the pain and the trauma. Okay. Uh, We do have Dr. Keswell back. Uh, If you could just conclude for us some of your findings and what remedies you um, have recommended that the Commission perhaps could look at and even uh, the Ministry themselves. Yes, thank you. Um, Sorry, I got cut off there. Um, So I was about to talk about the second finding, which was uh, about psychological well-being. Um, So, hello? Yes, we're listening. Sorry. (laughs) so there are a couple of things here. Um, Your call has been placed on. Okay, I think Dr. Keswell is really struggling with his own line. Um, AB, you've got a question. Go ahead. Yes, how are you? Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm all right. Greetings to Mom Fundo there. Yes, sir. Go uh, ahead. All right. Uh, we were we were uh, uh, forcefully removed in 1973. 
from uh, our ancestral land. Right. So where we were removed to that uh, London mine there, and then we have not uh, received any compensation. Okay. Do you have any more details for us? What's the process? Have you approached the uh, commission? No, we didn't uh, approach any, any commission. Okay. I've just uh, wrote an uh, email to Nonfund. I don't know if she received it. Okay. Uh, we are from Bapawa Mahale. All right. Um, can I comment here? Yes, please, ma'am. Thank you very much. I think that, um, as we had said in the beginning, uh, if you have lodged a claim, that's an issue then that is for the commission to address and um, deal with. We have a proactive communication strategy that we have undertaken to go to all of communities that have lands. Uh, claims that are outstanding to update them and also to uh, deal with the settlement. But if you have not lodged a claim, um, that would be maybe an issue that would be dealt with under redistribution uh, because the minister has the uh, powers to be able to deal with that. But if there is a mine on the property, I suppose that would have to be considered by the mining company in terms of those labor um, um, uh, uh, community uh, projects that they need to undertake as well. All right. Uh, Abby, have you understood? All right, I understand. Okay, so, so they will look into it. They do have an active communication strategy, but on top of that, um, it really depends how you lodge the claim. So if you came to them, it would be restitution. If not, it might have to go to the ministry, but because there's a mine as well, it now requires other stakeholders to come in to get involved. I don't know if you don't mind. You can give uh, uh, my number. Okay. What I'm going no, to ask is stay online and then Snetemba will take your number and then we'll pass it on later. Dr. Kiswell, you're back. The psychological uh, impact briefly. Yes. So, sorry about that. Um, so, we have 3,000 people in the study uh, between the treatment and control group. We measured um, their risk for depression um, using a standard depression screen that's been used in these sorts of surveys um, over the, over the past 10 years in South Africa. And what we found is very, very interesting. Um, when you read the grey literature out there and you uh, have been following the, the discourse on restitution, starting with the Surplus People Project in 1983 up to the present, what comes through really strongly is the psychological scars of, uh, of forced removals. Interestingly, we find for neither the treatment group nor the control group um, are on average um, categorized as depressed. They fall slightly below the threshold. That's the first important thing. And um, so that, that was surprising to us. Um, but secondly, we see that for the treatment group that had received their awards, their scores on depression go down even further, and it's a statistically significant effect um, of about 0.15 standard deviations. That's enough to switch someone from being at risk for depression pre-award to being not at risk for depression post-award. And so there's two interpretations of this. One is that actually receiving your financial compensation or your land rights um, actually brings some kind of closure and brings uh, psychological closure which maps into your risk for depression. The other is perhaps that awaiting your restitution is in itself a stressful and um, psychologically demanding and taxing thing. Mm -hmm. And so 
what we could be picking up is both effects. Having the award brings uh, some sort of psychological relief, but also not not having to wait anymore also brings relief. And it's probably both effects that's reflected in that result. All right, thanks. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, but uh, I'd like you to have the last word just in terms of what we've heard about the emotional and psychological impact. Um, What sort of post-settlement support is there um, for claimants? Um, and, And as you said, you have an active channel of communicating with people just to give assurances that we are working on your claim for those who haven't been paid. Yes, um, we've got a communication strategy, as I've indicated, and we also uh, started last year with a strategy called Know Your Status across all of provinces. And um, secondly, um, it is important for us to say that in terms of the Restitution Act, the minister has a discretion under Section 42C to provide grants to those people that have received land so that they're able to then start with their projects mm. insofar as land restoration is concerned. Also, we approach different uh, departments who, uh, for example, we deal with land on conservation to um, partner with us in, t- in terms of trying to give sustain- sustainability to the projects that we, we deal with. So it's a long-term process that requires really all stakeholders, government and civil society, to work with us so that whatever we then give to the claimants becomes uh, sustainable okay. uh, uh, generally. All right. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time. I still feel that there's probably so much more to discuss, but in the very least, thank you for uh, talking us through this uh, evaluation study. Dr. Malcolm Keswell, an Associate Professor in Economics at the University of Cape Town and uh, the Chief Land Claims Commissioner, Nomfundo uh, Ndlogo from the Commission on Restitution of Land Rights. News time. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.